I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. In the studio with me today are representatives of First Date Ballet, the Executive Director Robert Grenfell. Hello. And local composer Sean Dougherty. Hello. Welcome. The reason Sean is here is because of a really exciting world premiere coming up with First State Ballet. Robert, um, for our listeners, just uh, real quick, because you've been on the show before, but just a, a refresher on First State Ballet. First State Ballet is the finest ballet company ever to exist in the state of Delaware. For the past three seasons, we have been Delaware's busiest and most ubiquitous performing arts company with more than two dozen performances of 12 programs in anywhere from 10 to 13 venues from Arden to Selbyville. And each year we try to present either a Delaware or a world premiere. This year we are delighted to announce that we have the world premiere of a an original ballet by local composer, guitarist, and teacher Sean Dougherty and a Delaware premiere of the wonderful Cinderella Ballet by Prokofiev. And Robert, what you have to say about First State Ballet is not hyperbole. It's all accurate and uh, true to uh, the contributions you make to Delaware. Sean, let's hear a little bit about your background as a musician and composer, and then we'll pull the two together, you and First State Ballet. Sure. Uh, I come from a family of musicians, unfortunately. Nah, fortunately, it's a good thing. (laughs) Um, Went to Berkeley College of Music, got my degree there, um, toured around a lot, spent about seven years in Vegas, and I'm bringing a pinch of Vegas to this thing. So I think that's kind of exciting. Um, And then here I am. Um, I've been in Delaware for about four years now. I grew up here as a kid. Um, Now I'm back. Um, Teach at the Grand Opera House. Have a couple of after school classes at uh, St. Mark's and Cab Calloway. And then this ballet just kind of came out of the blue. But it's of all the things I've done, I've recorded some albums, I've toured, done tons of shows, uh, live shows. This is the most exciting thing I've ever done. Uh, I'm done with everything else. This is it. Composing, writing. No, seriously. I'm not kidding. It's not written down anywhere. No, seriously. This you is can, it. You can't top this? Is that is that what it is? Um, except for part two. Of Until next time, right. Yeah, there's going to be a sequel. Has right. there ever been a sequel to a ballet? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, if there hasn't, there uh, is going to be. You'll be first, yeah. Okay, so now let's hear about how the two of you got together on this project? Well, I sort of heard through the grapevine that Sean had an idea for an original ballet, and I contacted him. He described what he had in mind, and I thought, this is really cool. This is edgy. This is urban. This is sophisticated. This will appeal to a younger demographic than we usually have in our ballet audience. And so we are uh, promoting this heavily to teens through 30-somethings. And why don't you give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what happens to Irene and how you came up with the name Irene. Um, the name actually came from the hurricane that hit here about three years ago, was it? Something like Something that. Something like that here in Delaware, Irene. And I thought, man, this is just off the charts ridiculous. Some people thought it was terrifying. I thought it was beautiful. Somehow, in my mind, that led to writing some music. Um, this whole idea for me of music, um, dissonance versus consonance, um, tension, release, um, I really took that idea I don't know. It just started happening. You know, I've had other songwriter friends over the years. Oh, it just happened. Well, it did. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it did just happen. Um, Irene, um, a young girl, comes from the big, um, comes from a small town to the big city. Um, has no idea what's going on. Young, naive, beautiful, talented. All of a sudden, uh, the short version is she has some uh, kind of odd dance teachers. Yeah, she joins the ballet company of her dreams. Yeah. And then discovers what? Uh, they're vampires. There is. And now I've been a vampire fan um, before Twilight. I'm like Anne Rice uh, kind of vampire thing. Um, 
because I thought it would be an edgy thing. Um, we follow the show. Irene is constantly being dragged from balls to uh, bedrooms to through the streets um, mm-hmm. till the very end when. Uh, no, you I can't tell the end. No, I can't tell the end. <laughs> no, you have to come though. There's there were actually two endings, and um, I think we'll flip a coin to see which one we do. Yeah, and uh, Robert don't forget that. to mention that uh, <laughs> we're going to have a live pit band with a twelve-person string symphonic yep. string section, a percussion section, mm-hmm. grand piano, Sean on guitar, mm-hmm. a conductor, and all the musicians have been hired by Sean. And the music is really cool. We we previewed an excerpt at our in studio. Uh, series back in november of last year and we had an audience from eight years old to 78 years old and to a person they absolutely loved it we brought the band in uh, was the ball scene in which we've recruited three local cultural leaders to accept walk-on roles and the audience loved it so uh, we're promoting this via facebook twitter instagram websites postcards, you name it, and we're looking to add that audience of teens through uh, 30-somethings to our typical audience. And before I forget to ask, and we'll, I'll try and remember a couple times, uh, let's give the details on when and where Irene is going to be performed and where they can get information about it. It's going to be one performance only on the main stage of the Grand Opera House, Friday, February the 21st at 7 p.m. You can order tickets online at www.ticketsatthegrand.org, or you can call 1-800-37-GRAND. The tickets are 28 to 48 for adults, half off for students 18 and under. We also have a $5 discount for seniors, groups, and military. And this is an original uh, performance, uh, world premiere. All original. Sean, uh, a, a little bit about the music itself and how it fits into the scope of the music that you've been composing over time. Well, <clears throat> um, I do have some classical background as far as um, writing for um, strings, all, all pretty much all the symphony um, uh, instruments. But I also have a heavy background in rock and jazz. Um it just kind of – I wanted the idea of the string section in one kind of half of this whole musical idea and then the rhythm section on the other. Every human on the planet responds to rhythm. Um, you might not like strings. You might not like guitar. You respond to rhythm. So there's a heavy driving rhythmic uh, component to this. Um, and then I just love the strings. It's gorgeous. Um, that was the sound I knew I had to have. Lush strings, the piano in the mix, and myself on guitar – um, not jazz guitar. This is going to be full blown rock guitar. It's going to be loud. Um, so I think that'll appeal to a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to be in the pit. I'm in the band because it's mine. I can do this. <laughs> yep. Now, you consciously wrote that this as yes. a ballet. Is that correct? Yes. So what considerations went into that as opposed to just composing music for music's sake? Um, I always wanted to be a film, uh, write scores for films, and this was actually kind of close to that. You know, the story kind of popped up in my head. Um, I just kind of started writing it, and then what was so interesting to me was you you have these characters, and you have scenes that are sweet or sad or angry or or happy, and then to – to craft the music to that with tension, with um, simple harmonies, with complex harmonies, with fast, slow, uh, different combinations of the strings. It was just, it was fun. You know, it was, it was very exciting to put it together. To me, it was easy. It was so, well, it was a ton of work. It was more work than anything mm-hmm. I've ever done in my life. But it was, 
it was easy just to put the music together. I mean, I could see it. Uh, it's kind of like, what, you can't see that? It's That's what should be there. This is what should be here. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. And we so have a great did, choreographer, too. Did, did you construct a storyline to as part of this whole music composition? Yes, I actually started the music first. I got about five minutes in, and I thought, what am I going to do? This is... This is Oh, it's, it's going to be a ballet because I knew a lot of the dancers from uh, working at the Grand First State Ballets in the Grand. Also, um, I thought this is amazing. Plus, I've seen a lot of First State Ballet um, performances, and they're amazing. And that's where I kind of came up with. I lost my thought. The story. Yes, I came up with the story. <laughs> the story also just kind of happened. I named the thing Irene, and then it was just like, oh yeah, small town girl, big city, and then. What's going to happen? Vampires. I like vampires. We all like vampires. And so we kind of skit scat through the streets and a, a huge ballroom scene. And, and then at the end, no, I'm not talk no, about the end. no, no, sorry. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was a big thing at the end of the first act too, but I can't tell you that. But let's talk about the choreography. Yeah. yeah. Please. please. Uh, Alex Buckner, really talented uh, young man, uh, graduated from uh, Las Vegas school for the performing arts. And he choreographed a one piece we performed at the 2011 Delaware Arts Summit mm-hmm. for four dancers and four red chairs, of which the audience loved. He perform, uh, he choreographed our Delaware premiere of A Midsummer Night's Dream last year, which was absolutely spectacular. In fact, I had a woman remark to me after the performance that she wished she had seen the ballet before she read the Shakespeare play because the Shakespeare play totally confused her. Mm. But <laughs> Sean's choreography explained the story so perfectly that uh, she she wished she had seen that first. So uh, Sean is also I'm sorry. You said Alex, Sean. Alex, I don't. Sean's dance. a musician. Alex is a choreographer. I'm not, I am not a dancer. Alex is also uh, choreographing the Delaware premiere of Cinderella. So uh, his choreography is witty. It's intelligent. It's a blend of classical and contemporary choreography, and uh, our audiences have found it uh, fascinating, beautiful, exciting. And Irene will uh, continue to add to Alex's reputation think, as a choreographer. Yeah, I think that's why it works with Alex and I. He is—he's yep. got the classical background. He's a legit dancer. It's—it's, mm-hmm. it's, but he's what twenty-four. I mean, he's young and 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 he's got some crazy ideas, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the background of what I have. I have a traditional training, but years of experience on the road and just this crazy idea to write a ballet and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited well we're glad you have had the idea well there's much more to discuss but first let me remind our listeners you're tuned into delaware state of the arts here on news radio 1450 wilm and 1410 wdov our guests in the studio today are robert grenfell the executive director for state ballet and local composer sean dougherty who has recently written a ballet irene which will be performed by first state ballet at the grand opera house on february 21st at 7 p.m um Sean, I, I'm curious about as as you were thinking through the story, writing the music. Did you visualize dance in your head, or have you uh, is have you totally left that up to Alex and his choreography? Nothing. And, and how has that whole process nothing it together? I have no idea what he's doing. I handed him the music in the store. <laughs> I haven't even seen him. They started rehearsals what a week or two ago. Yeah, two weeks. I probably should yeah. look. But I'll be in the pit. I won't see it anyway. It'll be a pleasant surprise. I trust him completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem. He and I spent some time there discussing the story, and I kind of said, well, maybe she comes here and does this. And his idea is just put mine to shame. I mean, it was like, 
like mine were nothing. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. And there's so many cool features with lighting. We're going for a very uh, minimal type set because uh, it's going to be it's, – it's what's necessary for mm-hmm. this particular ballet. Tons of uh, lighting effects. Um, and his ideas were just – I was like, I would have never thought of that. So um, – I can't wait to see it myself. I hope someone's going to video this thing. Yeah, first production meeting was fantastic. The ideas that were generated in that production meeting were very exciting, very unusual, very original. And I think our audience is going to really enjoy this uh, ballet. Very stark settings, a lot of lighting effects, great Mm -hmm. choreography, beautiful, tuneful, exciting, rhythmic, accessible, hummable music. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm... Yeah, there's good melodies in here, too. It's not all just drums and guitar. That's in the next one. I'd love to hear more about the creative process because an original ballet like this with a a theme that is so uh, uh, popular Mm -hmm. uh, in in today's culture— is is quite different for a ballet company to tackle than you know uh, ballets that have done been done before and and you have different examples to to draw from. Could yeah, you, could you speak to that whole creative process? Absolutely, Robert? you you uh, you raise a, a a wonderful point. We're uh, ballet in America is sort of walking on a knife edge, and a big uh, concern for us is programming. So we we need to program things that are either. Uh, standard well-known ballets like Sleeping Beauty or Swan Lake, or we try to uh, create ballets around well-known artworks from other art forms like The Adventures of Pinocchio a few years ago. And this opportunity to work with Sean on a vampire-themed ballet seemed tailor-made for us. And uh, frankly, I was concerned that the popularity of vampires might evaporate before we got this to the stage. <laughs> nope. But I've been watching and asking my granddaughter whether zombies and vampires are still popular, and uh, and they are. And so uh, we're always trying to grow our audience. Our typical uh, audience member is perhaps maybe 45 years old, usually suburban. And we're looking to persuade teens and 30-somethings that ballet is beautiful It's exciting, it's athletic, it's artistic, it engages your mind, your spirit, and uh, and if you're a dancer, it engages your body. So we believe that what we do is so wonderful that everybody should know about it and should support it. So that's those are all the things that go into making up a season. And if Irene is as successful as we expect it will be, we're planning next year to do another possibly U.S. premiere of a ballet called The Young Lady and the Hooligan. It's a very popular, well-known ballet in Russia, very contemporary, music by Shostakovich. And we're thinking that if Irene is as successful as we expect it to be, that every February we will have an edgy, urban, sophisticated, contemporary ballet as part of our standard repertoire. Mm, That's great. Could you speak to how many dancers are going to be involved in this production? All 22 of our professional company largest professional ballet company that's ever existed in our state and uh, several of our advanced students and our three local uh, performing artists uh, from uh, opera and theater hmm. who we hope will bring their fan clubs to see them uh, walk will. on stage in the ballroom scene with a bunch of vampires and i've already told these folks that they may uh, in addition to walking on stage they may become an hors d'oeuvre an appetizer an entree or a dessert mm-hmm. so 
Come see it. It's going to be great. <laughs> what does the rehearsal process look like for, for a ballet? We to, rehearse? To mount, to mount a ballet. We rehearse this? Oh, yeah, we're going to well, wing you, it. Yeah, you, 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 you did the <laughs> music. I'm going to sight read it. You, I'm going to improvise the whole thing. You'll see it on video. Yeah, I will. But basically, you know, we had a production meeting. Everybody sat down. We talked about staging. We talked about the music. We talked about the plot. And then Alex Buckner took it from there. And so he's working with the dancers in the studio, choosing the people who are going to perform the, the principal roles mm-hmm. and uh, choosing interesting, exciting, uh, beautiful uh, steps to explain the story because we can't speak in ballet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to do everything through mime and, and uh, gesture and facial expressions and, and body movements. So uh, he's putting it together in the studio and it will be the, uh, the costumes will be contemporary. Yep the kind of costumes that uh, hip young folks wear. And uh, it's going to be just a, a very exciting, unusual show. And it's not going to be too scary. So if somebody, no, wants, to, scary. If somebody wants to bring their six or seven-year-old sure. young yeah. person, they're not going to see zombies there's, on the bedroom ceiling. No or blood. Like we, you know, we're not getting that kind of crazy. Right. This is right. about the music and the dancing. Right. We're, right. You know, the theatrics, you know, we're, we're skipping a lot of that yeah. stuff just about the story now have you done a like a studio recording or a keyboard recording or something for the dancers to to work yeah i did a full demo um through a program i have it's all synth string samples um it's it's pretty darn close to what it's going to be like uh so yeah alex has um i cut it up so scene by scene he can just listen to the piece of music the in-between music uh he didn't need to hear that um yeah so i handed him the music um it's a really good pretty good quality demo um we're actually having a listening party yeah at the hummingbird speakeasy on wednesday february the 5th from seven to nine yep and what we're gonna do is because we can't have a a a preview of this whole event so we're gonna um play the music over the pa i'm gonna have selected cuts and kind of mix and match it around so you get to hear some of it um i'm trying to talk some of the dancers to come in in costume i don't know (laughs) if that's gonna happen but Sure. If they're not if they're not working at Catherine Rooney's next, they door. could just come from downstairs. Come <laughs> <Right>. upstairs. <laughs> now, Robert, how long is the rehearsal process for the dancers, and how intensive is it? Well, we began rehearsals the second week in January. The okay. show is the third week in February, so it's you know about six week rehearsal schedule our dancers are all extremely talented they're all intelligent i tell Mm -hmm. people that to be a successful dancer you have to be an artist an athlete and an intellectual you have Mm -hmm. to bring your heart your mind your body and they're prepared to concentrate they're well trained pasha and christina do a phenomenal job of training our dancers and building not just their technique but their artistry and their concentration and so forth so they they come ready to work it's also an uh, incredible amount of conditioning just physical Condition. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a, a dancer's job is never done until the final injury mm-hmm. or uh, or yeah. until they decide uh, that uh, they're going to accept the offer to go into the movies or something. <laughs> yeah, every time I hang around them, I'm like, I got to go home and do sit-ups. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's true. In, ter- in t- terms of the choreography, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. It, it's, a contempor- it's not a contemporary theme. I mean, the theme of vampires has been around for That's, centuries. Yeah. But, but, but it's, it's popular and contemporary. It's uh, set in current times. Right culture. now is the time. Uh, but, so, but my question is this. Uh, for, for the choreographer, and maybe this is a question for Alex, um, to what extent is there a heavy reliance on traditional ballet uh, and to what extent is does he incorporate more contemporary 
dance? If, I if that's a fair question. Yeah, that's ask. a fair question. I haven't seen uh, many rehearsals, but I would say if you're going to break it down as a percentage, that it would be about 80% uh, classical ballet and sort of a 20% overlay of contemporary movement, the kind of movement you might see in a music video and so forth. Alex is very innovative and he manages to blend a variety of styles, including folk styles, including classical styles, contemporary, uh, you probably see a little hip hop mm-hmm. in there. So I'd say about 80% classical and 20% uh, contemporary and, and other. But I think it would be fair to say that, that ballet really serves as the foundation for so many of the other dance styles anyway. Is that correct? It does. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people who um, find themselves not as successful as they'd like to be in ballet go to modern dance or contemporary dance, and then they kind of uh, look down their noses in retrospect at ballet. But, uh, you know, I tell people that uh, ballet training does not just train your body. It trains your intellect. And we have our dance works program at the Grand where we have more than 120 children from seven or eight downtown preschools and uh, daycares, and it builds their uh, confidence, poise, discipline, attention to detail, teamwork, respect for others, and uh, a ballet training will stand anybody in good stead in whatever career they pursue, if they're going to be a doctor, lawyer, chef, guitarist, composer. uh, (laughs) I couldn't do that stuff. Well, in in the 30 seconds left, Robert, could you uh, remind our listeners again where they can find information out about the upcoming production of Irene? The world premiere of Irene, Friday, February the 21st, on the main stage of Wilmington's Grand Opera House. Tickets are 28 to 48 for adults, half off for uh, children, students 18 and under. 1-800-37-GRAND is the number. www.ticketsatthegrand.org is the website. If you want to get the discount, call the telephone number because they can't give you a discount over the web. We'll look for you at Irene. Yes. Our guests today have been Robert Granfell from the First State Ballet Theater and local composer Sean Dougherty uh, composing Irene coming up at the Grand Opera House. Thanks so much, both of you, for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure.